0: Welcome to the sermons of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fort Capel, Saskatchewan. We pray that this may be a blessing to you, and God's word would dwell richly within your heart. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. this morning, this Christmas morning, this morning of the Mass of Christ, of the divine service of Christ, where we celebrate his birth among us to save us, it is fitting that we meditate on his divinity, that we celebrate this first step of his great act which saved us poor, lost, and condemned creatures. For this salvation which he has brought us is greater than any which he had previously brought before. In the past, when the Lord had brought about great acts of salvation for his people, he often used men and women, or on occasion even angels. When his people, Israel, were slaves in Egypt, God brought them out by a great act of salvation to deliver them. After Pharaoh continuously refused to let the Israelites go, the Lord cast on them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, indignation, and trouble by sending angels of destruction among them, as Psalm 74 puts it. During this, he passed over his people, only striking the Egyptians. Then, after, to bring, after bringing his people across the Red Sea on dry land, Into the wilderness of Sinai, he delivered to them his law by the direction and mediation of angels. But now the Lord does something different. He uses one who is greater than the angels, who are his purest and highest creatures. Yes, he uses his own Son to bring about this salvation. Yes, his Son is far greater than the angels, far higher than they. They are creatures, created beings by God. But the Son is the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person. And he possesses glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And while the whole host of angels are sometimes called the sons of God in the Old Testament, such as in Job, where it says that the angels who watched God create the world, the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. But the relationship of the Son of God to God is much different than that of the angels to God. The angels are called morning stars, and sons of God poetically. The Son, on the other hand, is called the sun, because that is who he is to which of the angels did god ever say you are my son today i have begotten you and again i will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son asks the author of the epistle of the hebrews none rather the angels are spirits who serve him ever standing before him and worshiping him and ready to do his will and commands one of those commands which tells us just how different the Son is from the angels, is this. When he brings the firstborn, that is, his Son, into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. If God says, You shall have no other gods before me, and then commands his angels to worship Jesus at his birth, then he must be greater than the angels, greater than any creature. He must be God. Yes, if God says at the birth of his Son in the flesh, let all the angels of God worship him, then the Son must be divine. And indeed he is. How great a mystery it is that the Son of God, who is God, would take on flesh for us and for our salvation. Yes, the Son of God is God, and he does these things which only God can do. First, he's not a creature, but he is eternal. In the beginning was the Word. That is, in Greek, the Logos, the title of the Son, which is written on our bulletin cover. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And the epistle to the Hebrews quotes the psalm which says of the Son, The creation will perish, but you will remain. They will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak you will fold them up, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will never fail. Moreover, the Son, the eternal word, does the works of God, including creating, even creating the very world itself. Hebrews says of the Son, Through him also he made the worlds, and in the beginning you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. It also says that he continues to preserve what he has made, for it says he upholds all things by the word of his power. For he did not only just create one time, but he is still the creative power sustaining the world. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So too the Son reigns with the Father, and always has from eternity. To the Son he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. When the Lord, through the prophet Isaiah, says that the heralds of the gospel will say, Your God reigns, this speaks of the Son as well. For it is through the Son which he has taken on flesh, who has become man in the incarnation, and whose birth we celebrate today, it is in that same Son that he has redeemed Jerusalem. Indeed, in his Son the Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations. In his Son all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation. Of our God. How great, how joyous, how awesome it is then that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The incarnation and its purpose, our salvation through the Son's innocent sufferings and death for us, is described as something by St. Peter as that which angels desire to look into. They themselves are in awe of this act. They are in awe of the Son becoming man. And truly, it is an awesome thing that. When God says to his angels at the time when his son was born, let all the angels of God worship him, he is commanding the angels to worship one who is both divine, but also now a man. Here the angels not only worship God, but they worship a human being. For in the incarnation, the son takes on himself a human nature. He assumes a human nature into his person, so he is both God and man at the same time. He neither mixes nor confuses these natures, but neither does he keep them together superficially. Rather, they are united in a grand and mystical communion so that there is one Lord, one person, but two natures. What a profound mystery that Jesus is both God and man. So that we can say in Jesus, A man has sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. But we can also say in him that God by himself has purged our sins by his death. That this he has done for us poor and miserable and fallen creatures, who are, because of our fallen nature, in darkness. So darkened is the mind of mankind that when Jesus the Son, the word of God made flesh, the light of the world came into the world, the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. So great was Adam's fall that mankind, in its own darkness, could not know their creator in their midst. So great the fall that all mankind, by virtue of its fallen and corrupt nature, are children of wrath. Children of wrath, because our sin cuts us off from God, alienates us, offends him, and puts mankind in a state of rebellion against his own creator, so that rather than conducting ourselves according to the eternal and good law of God, mankind conducts ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind. Such lost ones, who cannot even comprehend the light when it shines in their very midst, could do nothing to remove to free themselves from this fallen state that is why dear brothers and sisters that the son came in the flesh that is why he took on our nature so that he could purify it so that by his life of obedience and by his all-sufficient sacrificial self-offering of his death he could himself purge our sins and because he has done this he has made peace with God for us Only the one who is both God and man could have been such a mediator to accomplish this. Job, a man well acquainted with the frailty of man, asked a long, long time ago, How can a man be righteous before God? For he, that is God, is not a man as I am, that I may answer him, and that we should go to court together. Nor is there any mediator between us, who may lay his hand on us both. Yet in Jesus Christ there is a mediator between God, for he is both God and man. Yes, St. Paul writes that there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. He is a mediator because he is both God and man, and for that reason he may lay his hand on us both. And because he is atoned of our sin by his innocent sufferings and death, He gives the right to become children of God to those who receive him, to those who believe in his name. For by believing in his name, we receive Jesus. Through faith in Christ, through believing in his name, our sins are forgiven, and we receive him as our Savior, as our Redeemer, as our Mediator. And so, in holy baptism, he himself makes us children of God, who are born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man, but of God. There he calls us by name, naming us his child, adopting us, so that we may share in the inheritance of his Son, Jesus Christ. All that is his, is his by nature, for he is the only begotten of the Father. In him is life, and grace, and truth. In him we have received adoption as children of God, because of what he has done. All who receive him, who believe in his name, are made sons and daughters of God by his grace. Thus we look forward to our Lord's return, when we will enter into our inheritance, where all the dead will be raised, and those who have been made children of God through his Son, Jesus Christ, will enter into life everlasting, where there will be no more sin or sadness, death or strife, evil or sickness, but we will all join the angels in serving and praising eternally our God. May God grant this to all of us through the merits and mediation of our Mediator, the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now may the peace of God surpasses all understanding. Guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless and preserve you always. Amen.